0: It is now time to turn to our book club. And Garden My Heart is the book that we're going to be talking about today. It's a beautifully illustrated book written by Makosa Zaina Lutuli. It's a heartfelt and poetic reflection on the healing power of gardening. It's also illustrated beautifully. It comes in the form of a paperback or an e-book. And Lutuli uses the garden as a metaphor, essentially, for the heart And soul. Through adversity and life's imperfections, the author shares stories um, of how growing a simple backyard garden can be a catalyst for creating a new. More fruitful life, and along the way, there are useful tips, of course, for turning typical suburban backyards into productive food gardens. We welcome now the author uh, Makosazane Lutuli. She's an entrepreneur as well, and a chartered accountant, and a wellness enthusiast. Of course, she's also a passionate gardener. Welcome to Cape Talk, Makosazane.
1: Hi, Bianca. Thank you, and uh, thanks for having me on the show.
0: Tell us a bit about when your passion for gardening started. Is it something you've had your whole life, or that you only came to later? Um, it's actually interesting.
1: I always, I've always been around gardeners and around gardening. My mom grew a garden my whole life. My grandmother was a gardener, um, and even on my father's side, my paternal great grandmother was a an avid gardener who later became a farmer. So I think it's always kind of, I guess, it's in my DNA. Um, But as I got older, I I kind of found that passion grew in me to do it for myself.
0: Okay. So though this book does share some great tips for urban gardeners, it's more a book about healing. And you open Mm -hmm. the book by saying that this book is a love letter to your garden and that your garden saved your life in many ways and that it helped you find yourself and your inner child. Tell us a little bit about that journey sure so you know gardening is very it's such a meditative process and
1: it forces you to be really present in the moment um and so through gardening i found i've been able to really connect with myself and to really listen to myself and to listen to my voice um my inner voice i, I call it like the soul to soil connection mm. um it's helped me to really reflect and and just just give myself that time to, to learn about myself and to discover myself And I think in doing that, that's how it's, I say it saved my life because even through, you know, some of the darkest days, knowing that there's always this, there's always soil, there's always water, there's always nature. um, There's something really grounding um, about having that to come to every day.
0: I know what you mean, it's it's a constant. It's never yes. even though it's ever changing, it is a constant. I like the way you say at some point in the book that you suggest um you recommend using a watering can more than a, a hose pipe because you actually then need to go and inspect each plant and each mm-hmm. pot. Um I like that idea because you know sometimes we take our hose pipe and, you know, from a distance just water that quickly. yeah, but it's it's much more kind of mindful so to speak, to actually fill up the watering can, walk over to the pot, inspect it, and be up close and personal, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that you have to consider, you know, am, am I
1: overwatering? Is this underwater? And different plants have different needs. So again, it's forcing you to be really present and to observe what is happening and also just to appreciate, um, you know, how the plant is growing. You, you, if you're just watering or even if it's just on a drip system, I mean, those things are really convenient. Sometimes the gardening can get quite overwhelming. Um, but again, coming back to just being mindful and present and, and observing your garden and connecting with it, that, that watering can, just going and filling it up and observing and, and seeing, you know, have does this plant have too much water, too little? Um, and just being aware, you know, is it too hot these days? Maybe I need to water twice a day. Those are small things that you pick up just by having a watering
0: can. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been the biggest lesson your garden has taught you? Oh my goodness, there
1: are so many lessons Um, and and I couldn't couldn't maybe choose one lesson that's like the biggest lesson, Um, but I think one that I I keep coming back to is that nothing is permanent, you know, no action or no mistake or no misfortune or, you know, no, nothing, there's nothing in this world that can't be redeemed. You can always come back and, and you can always become better and you can always change. And I think, you know, sometimes I call myself a bit of a recovering perfectionist. If you always think about things having to be a certain way and having to have structure and having to make things you know perfect yes, or trying in to order. things mm. yes everything must be in order you know the garden is such an amazing thing it just teaches you that actually you're not that important um, none of what you're doing is, is so important this this world has been here long before you were born it'll be here after you die just be present and know that and just go with Go with the change. Go with the seasons. Um, You know, nothing is going to end your life or you know, and and especially having gone through things like divorce and that. Sometimes things can feel like, you know, your whole world is ending, but it's not really, is it? It's true. And I think the gardeners taught me that.
0: I like that. And I also liked what you said about imperfection, that Mm. even though the rules are simple with gardening, you know, you water, you feed, you nurture, but actually it can be quite surprising sometimes and sometimes imperfect and Mm -hmm. i like the idea that when you talk about the acceptance of imperfection that was something i liked that chapter a lot and i think it's an important message but also i was interested in the chapter called the hungry gap Um, Mm -hmm. when when the gardener has to find contentment during the time when the plants are not blossoming or bearing fruit the time where the garden merely needs to be maintained the quiet season Mm -hmm. so to speak um Here you give some advice, some fantastic advice on winter crops, but talk to us also a little bit about that realization for you as the author.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we're so used to, and I think it's just the times that we live in, seeing the highs of life, you know, and there's always something to celebrate and there's always something to be busy with, even just the busyness of life. Um, But. Again, when we look at nature, there's times for being busy and there's times when the garden is really producing a lot and you, you know, you're busy and you're harvesting and you're maintaining and you're doing all of these different things. And it's great, you know, and, and even on social media, we're sharing, you know, I look at all this fruit that I harvested, whatever the case may be. But sometimes you just need to let 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 the garden rest, and and when the seasons change like now we're going we're coming out of summer and we're going to be going into autumn, nature is telling us that you know we need to let the earth rest, and while we can garden year round, I mean we're quite fortunate in this country, we've got a really great climate um sometimes, even in life, you do just need to let it be okay that, hey, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not shooting the lights out. I'm, it's, it's fine. It's enough that I'm just me and I'm resting. And to be able to enjoy that season, because there will come a time when we do have to do put in the hard work and, and, and you know harvest and, and go through all of that. It's it's all a cycle. But um, just to be okay, to know that I don't have to be doing 110%. I am mean, enough even if I just rest and that that rest is important I think I'm still learning that um, but you
0: know nature is always reminding me of that sometimes you just got to rest um, I want to talk a little bit about the illustrations as well but you also had some encouraging advice for aspirant gardeners who often give up after one bad season what, what, what comment do you have on that?
1: Um, yeah, so I think th- there's a bit of a difference between growing a garden and becoming a gardener, and I think becoming a gardener and being a gardener is a lifelong journey. Um, so sometimes people, you know, will say, you know, I meet people and they get quite interested. Oh, how do you garden? How did you start, etc. And even for me, when I started, all I could grow was potatoes and a little bit of spinach um, because you know it's a process. These things take time. You have to build soil, etc. You don't know when you first start, so. Sometimes it can be discouraging when oh, all I grow is all I grew this season was two potatoes, but you have to keep at it because you know it, it takes time, and the more you put into it, the better you become at it, but also the more you become. Um, so the garden gets better, but you get better in the process too, and that's becoming a gardener rather than just growing a garden
0: thank so, you so much for your time um, today moko um, Zana she is the author of this very poetic reflection on the healing and power of gardening garden my heart just tell us quickly where people can get your book because we have to go to news ah okay the garden
1: the, the garden my heart book is available on take a lot as well as on Amazon but you can go on the website www.gardenmyheart.com and all the information is there
0: thank you so much